You're tuned in to the Appeal Magazine cover model spotlight with Diamond Keyson. Back out of the gate, Appeal Magazine readers, your boy Diamond Keyson. And as always, I bring you the latest, the greatest, and nothing but the exclusive. And today, this cover model, oh, this cover model is that international award winning LGBT male thought dancer, Hanson Gilly. What's going on, babe? What's going on? Oh, don't talk to me like that, Okay, so let's jump into it. Born and bred, Cornbridge fed, Dallas, Texas. Suki. That is it, man. So I need to, I'm going to start at the beginning, and I want to know, you know, we all are unique because of where we come from. Suki, what was life like growing up for you as Suki Lee? That was hard. That's honestly a quick question. Uh, are we talking about as far as Suki or just growing up as a whole? <laughs> We're talking about, and I'm glad you asked it in that format, so let's see. We're talking about you being Suki Lee, but I'm okay. sure Suki couldn't come out just, you know, just the out, out all the time. So having right, to right. maintain, you know, having to maintain that persona, but knowing deep down inside you was on some old 12 play. <laughs> right. Most definitely. Yeah, um, I began, honestly, um, at a spot in Dallas called Elman Pearl back in the day when I literally graduated high school. Uh, I didn't start performing. Uh, until probably I was about maybe 19 or 20. I ran through many stage names. Um, <laughs> Finesse was one. Um, I don't, I think that was probably, I think there were two. So Finesse was definitely one of my original stage names. But Suki in particular was given to me by my um, original entertainment mother. Um, and it, you know, I just kind of took it and ran with it. I made my debut as Suki officially. Um, in 2011 for Dallas Black Pride. So that was my debut, not only as an entertainer, but to just the community as a whole. Okay. So that's pretty much where my, my beginning uh, started out. Okay. So when did you, obviously you started right out, right out of high school. So when yeah. did you first realize, like, the entertainment route was the route that you wanted to take? Um. <laughs> The entertainment route, like like I said, when I went out of high, when I graduated high school, that was my first time going to, you know, the bars and the clubs as a whole. Like I said, I did not dabble in going to the gay bars at an early age like a lot of folk. Um, okay. So when I went to, you know, my first gay bar, the first thing that they did, of course, before like the partying started, was a show. And you know, you had a lot of drag entertainers and. You rarely had any male dancers or just male entertainers as a whole. Dallas being such a, how do I say, a small, yeah, we're just going to use it like that. With Dallas being, in a sense, kind of back in the day, very small, um, you know, they only tended, they only had like one note when it came down to male dancers. So you okay. had kind of, you know, you had to kind of, you know, fit in, if you will. And, um, but like I said, yeah, but um, like I said, when I came up, um, as a, in a, as a dancer, period, in that era, you had to kind of figure out what was going to make you stand out. And for me, it was my flexibility. Um, I wasn't the best looking. You know, that you know that kind of was like an ugly duckling, ugly duckling growing into a swan type. type really? 
So you were yeah. ugly back in the day? <laughs> yeah, I was something, but I wasn't a looker. <laughs> okay. I got you. I was most definitely not a looker. I had glasses. I, I had braces. Uh, when my hair grows out, uh, it does grow more of a red than a brown. So you can kind of see, you know, an acne-prone <laughs> acne wow. glasses, braces, and a red fro. So, yeah, trust me, I was not Come the best looking walking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the awkward. <laughs> Just the awkward. Oh, how the times have changed. So, okay. <laughs> so we go to a club, you get introduced to the entertainment life, you fall in love yeah. with it, you you begin to embark on this career in entertainment. We go through a couple different names. We get the show in order. Suki, you know, <laughs> now, Suki, I got a question. Mm-hmm. When okay. the fuck did you introduce the world to origami? To your origami when you fold that body in half and suck your own Oh, my origami. <laughs> yeah. Um, I Honestly, like I said, because Dallas, um, in Texas as a whole, we are not allowed to perform naked. And okay. like I said, out here, unfortunately, you know, when it comes down to male dancers, they relied on shaking ass, if you will. Me, on the other hand, I had to learn from my uh, my older brother, Jason. His stage name is Genuine. He performs for women. Um, he taught me how to, you know, kind of um, sock up. That's the term, you know, basically um, cover an erect dick with, you know, a sewn piece of fabric that emulates a sock. Um, so when I managed to perfect that, um, it was just one night at the club. You know, I had folded myself over, and one thing led to another, and I ended up going more <laughs> more further than the average person. And uh. before I knew it, that was my moneymaker. So I utilized that and, you know, practiced it, practiced it, practiced it. So I performed and did a lot of go-go dancing as often as I could just to practice that one move because, you know, a lot of um, – Entertainers are known for giving themselves self fellatio, but not in the way that I do it. <laughs> oh, Sophie, you just so mm, you so original. <laughs> Much appreciated. So, okay, so now let's talk about it. So you talk about how Dallas is very small. You talk about how the scene, especially back then, isn't, or I should say, wasn't the Dallas that I know it to be now. Um, right. Shout out to Eric. Guinness and Everfield Magazine. You know, Eric brought me out to Absolutely. Dallas a few, a, a few years ago, so I'm just recently getting introduced to Dallas. So the Dallas that you're speaking of, you're actually, like, teaching me about it because I have no idea. But with you being a part of it, now how did you break that? And I, I know one of the hardest things to do in the entertainment industry, there's two things that are very hard for a person. One it's usually hard to get your own area to really support you. They tend to kind of come last in the game with really holding you down. But it's also hard to break outside of your area and not get stuck. Now, you being the fucking individual who you are, we already know the world of adult entertainers, especially for the male population, is very crowded. I won't say overpopulated, but I'll say it's crowded. You know, there's competition, you know, there's everybody doing their thing, everybody's trying to get um, booked everywhere, and you literally go from zero to 100, like Drake said, real quick, okay? Like, you came out the gate just booked motherfucking city to city, state to state, motherfucking coast to coast. Do you hear me? Yeah. 
Yes, thank you. So, thank you so much. how did that happen for you, and how did it come about that you were able to get out of Dallas so quickly yeah. and just break? Almost oh, definitely. Um, like I said, my debut was in 2011 for Dallas Black Pride. Uh, my father, James Cooper, out here, you know, he's over, um, you know, his brand called Y2J Entertainment. He started his first party and debuted me uh, for that event. That was when I met uh, my partner, uh, who's also a very noted adult entertainer in both the erotic and exotic sense in the exotic. Uh, he's been doing this for over 20 years uh, under both lights. Um, a month later, I moved from Dallas to New York with um, okay. and that was pretty much how my career as an entertainer took off. That was my leaving from Dallas. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, so you you broke out that mold yourself and took it to the next level. Right. Mm, I like that. So tell me this. So okay, with all these years in the game. We're in 2019, heading into 2020. You've seen the evolution of the exotic dancer experience change. What's your take on the industry as a whole right now from your perspective for you as an entertainer? Right. To be honest, you know, just like the statement that you made earlier, there are a lot of dancers, and uh, the dancer population is indeed crowded. But, you know, kind of how, like they say, a lot of Beyonce's, but not enough Kelly's and Michelle's. Come on, it's, come on. Right. It's like, you know, like they say, a lot of Chiefs, but no Indians. But in this right. sense, there are a lot of dancers, but there are not many entertainers. Entertainers are in short supply. So, like I said, people have, you know, have this thought in their mind thinking that, you know, because they look a specific way or, you know, can move a certain way, they can get far. People fail to understand that it takes a lot of dues that need to be paid as an entertainer before you get to the level that, you know, myself and my other counterparts and entertainers have reached. You know, it's not an easy gig. And like I said, seeing it over the years, um, it's, def it's definitely changed. Back in the day, like I said, when I um, was moving all over the place, that was literally in 2012. I went from Vegas attempted to touch to Miami Sizzle. Uh, that was my first year. I was the thinnest dancer performing for Miami Sizzle. They had a total of 12 dancers. Shout out to Dwight Powell. And um, I was the thinnest dancer. So what I lacked in body mass, I had to make up for in talent. So for me, I feel like there is a lot of, um, a lot of pressure being more so on the look, okay. you know, top, bottom, front, back, as opposed to trying to find that balance, not only having presentation, but also execution. Mm, because you can't okay. have one without the other. Right. I like that. So tell me this. Now, we're going to play a game called Getting to Know Suki Lee, okay? So we're going to get okay. all up in your business. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> I'm ready when you are. Now, I want to know, if you weren't an adult entertainer, in your mind, what do you think would be a career path that you would have chosen? Um, Acting. Definitely, I would have taken it seriously. Um, but to be honest, it would kind of be a cross between either entertaining or um, performing as, like I said, my merman persona, which is what I do now. So it'll be either performing as a merman or going to acting class and trying to sharpen up those skills. Okay, come on, so after merman. 
I see yeah, you. So definitely television and film will be will definitely be the career goal for me. You know, because like I heard you were in the running for the Little Mermaid, but they gave it to Hallie. But you know, it's okay. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I heard that you was holding it down for them auditions. <laughs> You know, yeah, I mean, I don't have red dreads or, you know, a she shell bra. I mean, I don't have even have a green tail. But, you know, like I said, I, I manifest being on being in the movie. So I'm just waiting for that phone call. <laughs> fine. So now when you're not being Suki Lee, the entertainer on stage, what's something that you love to do in your personal time when it's just you being you in your world? Oh, that's an easy question. Stuffing my face with food, watching Bob's Burgers. <laughs> oh, you eat, eat. You eat, too. Eat, 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 eat. Yeah, I Don't eat. Don't play now. with me, too. <laughs> I so eat, now, like. <laughs> if you eat, 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 can you cook? Oh, yeah, I have to. Come on. Like, you know, that's that saying. A man that doesn't cook don't eat. I know it says a man that doesn't cook doesn't eat, you but it's a man that, yeah. You look like you over there making, like, tossed asparagus tips, Suki. I mean, like, can you cook, cook, Suki? No. Um, my nationality is black and Italian, so definitely pasta. Oh. And um, pretty much everything pasta-based or Italian or Sicilian-based is my forte. Oh. Um, you know your way. You know your way to my heart, Suki, okay. Oh, now, okay. <laughs> okay. So you home chilling, you cooking and eating, you watching Bob Burgers. Now, on date night, Suki, are you more of a let's hit the town kind of a date? Are you more of a let's stay home, you know, yep. dinner and wine? Body. I am definitely a Really? Homebody. Yes. Even, uh, even as a performer, I don't even leave my house unless I have to perform. That's just that's just me as a whole. Like I said, I find more comfort in letting loose and being as comfortable as you can possibly be at home, period. You know, let's get pizza, get some movies going, all that good stuff, and just enjoy company. That's just how I feel about that. I've always been a stationary creature. Oh, I like that. Okay, stationary. So, Suki, in the world of Suki at home with being a homebody, what's the last book you read? Ooh, The Raven, Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, my gosh. What you know about Edgar? Come back. So can I play with me? <laughs> no, no joke. My grandmother, when she moved, uh, you know, she moved from one home to another. And she is definitely a hoarder. <laughs> um, so she was cleaning out her shelves and came across one of her books, which was uh, Edgar Allan Poe's Greatest Tales. Mind you, my, myself, two of my sisters, and my youngest brother, we fought for this book. But because wow. I was the oldest, it was given to me. And The Raven, you know, is definitely one of my favorite stories. I can, I would literally post up in a corner, probably at 1, maybe 2 something in the morning, have my phone out, get the flashlight going, and read it from there. I have, it, I even have it on wow. my phone as an audio book. I love that story. I can just picture you curled up in the corner, like really reading a book with a flashlight and a real cute blanket around you. I see it. It's okay. I see yep. it. <laughs> okay. So, Edgar Allan Poe, The Raven. Now, Tuki, if I was to press play on your playlist right now, what song, or not so much song, what artist is most likely to be playing? 
Ooh, that is gonna be fun. Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm an old I soul. This conversation is over no. because you did not take it to my grandmother in this time. Like, yeah, what? I'm an old soul to be honest with you. Like I said, my my heart rely uh, falls under the doo wop era, the '50s, the '60s. Mm. I love the disco era. Um, that I do, I believe in listening to music that kind of brings me ease. So definitely of that era, like the, um, the Shirelles, the Ronettes, um, the Stylistics, um, you know, just the OJs, just to name a few. And the Butter can Especially, you two step? Um, can I two step? Yeah. Uh, somewhat, somewhat, somewhat. Okay. I have had moments where I've had to do that, especially when I go to spots like Chicago. Um, right. I have been called out. But, yeah, I've been able to rise to the occasion a time or two. <laughs> Okay, okay. So now, okay, so now hold on. So you cooking, you reading Edgar Allan Poe, and you playing some old school jams. I have to ask you this question. Are you ready for me to hit you with something soon? Come on, let me hear it. Do you believe in love at first sight? I do. That was the reason why I moved to New York. Oh, let's talk about it. I'm listening. That was the, that was the original reason why I moved to New York. Like I said, my uh, my career as Suki wasn't the only reason, but it was also finding the love of my life, which was Envy Exotic. He was supposed to be my mentor. They flew him down to perform, uh, to close out the show. And like I said, we met Thursday, fell in love Friday, hung out mm. Saturday, and made it official Sunday night. What? And a month later, moved out to New York. And like I said, the rest was history. Yes, I do believe in love at first sight. Oh, my God. Okay, so help me out. Love at first sight. What first attract, like, what was that first, oh, yeah, just the one kind of thing? Well, well for one, um, we were at a uh, a bar called Lolita's. Um, I went there with my best friend at the time, and for one, I didn't know that Amy was so short. <laughs> no joke. Um, but he he's definitely a firecracker. He has so much fire in, inside of him. Granted, he is a Leo. Um, so, but when I got there, you know, they had to escort him out. You know, they people were constantly, you know, buying him drinks. I think the margaritas were like 99 cents. <laughs> so, yeah, wow. he wouldn't pass that up. So when he finally saw me, he was in process of leaving we finally was able to meet up and speak and hang out. Um, we were riding all day, um, Friday, and like I said, as you know, time kind of moved forward, I just realized I was just like, I'm falling for this man. I think I'm truly falling in love with this man. And like I said, Friday, no, Saturday going into Sunday at midnight during the performance, he performed and I performed, and we ended the show not just, Ending the show, but performing together for one of, uh, you know, as a wow. uh, as a duo. Wow, Suki, yeah. that's serious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. And it's been history ever since then. Yeah, yeah. Now, when we see you performing, we see that there is this huge personality inside of you, and you're such a fan pleaser and you're so in tune with what the audience wants um but now to hear you talk we find out that you love to be home and you know you just like to be in your own zone so i have to ask you what's your happy place my happy place is pretty much wherever i can find music you know like i said I, if i'm stressed out nine times out of ten i'm either at the gym 
or just in my bed. But either way, I have to be in the presence of music. Cause, yes, you know, without for me, I feel like without music on my end, I'd go insane. And especially with being such an old soul, you know, with the type of music that I listen to, I have to have it. So my comfort zone truly is just being in the space of music and just enjoying, just enjoying it, letting it take me away. Like that's just how, that's just how it is. That's thing. All right. So now I have to do this. You being the professional that that you are with the tenure that you have for that next generation who looks up to. Suki Lee, who aspires to be an entertainer to the caliber of Suki Lee, what are those words of advice or encouragement you would have for them as they choose to embark on a career in the entertainment industry? Absolutely. Um, first of all, um, don't accept anything less than what you truly feel that you are worth. Now, when I say that, I mean this. Don't try to demand something if you don't look the part and cannot, you know, bring it to the table. At the end of the day, as entertainers, we all have to pay dues. Dues have to be paid. And you just have to respect the game. Um, You know, what this person is doing and, you know, whatever this person is getting paid, you're not entitled to that. You don't have the divine right to do that. But at the end of the day, I feel like it's not what you do, it's how you do it. You know, make sure that your presentation is on point. If you got to get up in the gym, make sure you're in the gym. And then more importantly, in order to kind of keep a lasting impression, be humble. Mm. Be humble. That's just what, that's, that's what it boils down to. Being humble is a must because as quick as it comes, it can leave just as fast. Say that shit. That is the truth. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like That's that. One thing I, I truly strive to continue to be humble, especially when I get on stage as as launchy and as nasty as I can be. <laughs> right. I believe in keeping a level of integrity as, of who I am as a person. Like I said, when I walk off that stage, before I do that, I always take a bow because in the midst of this performance, I could have either broken my leg, sprained an ankle, fallen off of something, and then the show would have been over. Right. So, like, if you take every performance as an opportunity, like I said, first impression is the last impression. So, like I said, just always be humble with your shit. Mm, now, Suki, I have a question from the fans. So, I talked to a couple people, like, I'm going to be interviewing Suki. What's the one thing if you could ask them you all would want to know? And you, do you, are you ready for the one question that kept coming out? I'm I'm honestly excited. <laughs> so with you being who you are and doing what you do, a lot of people have wondered, why haven't you ever done porn? Oh, uh, <laughs> right. Well, that is a million-dollar question because I've gotten that question many times. Porn is fun to watch, but it's not me. Like I said, when you have dreams of doing something bigger, being something bigger. Like I said, I have dreams and aspirations on being in television and film. You can't have something like that chasing you. Because the past will bite a big chunk out of your ass with doing shit like that. So, no, porn is fun to watch, but it's not for me. Like I said, I can't be up there, you know, trying to be the next, you know, the next hero, you know, not only for myself, but, you know, for for the little LGBTs that are watching me but then all of a sudden there's a porn of, of me throwing it back or laying into somebody. Like, no, that's... <laughs> you better lay no. in some Right. So, no, porn is just, has just never been my thing. Made a mistake. Fun to watch. I love it. I love it. I love it. 
But as far as me, that's just not my MO. Now, Suki, we're going to be honest right now because you're my new best friend and you don't even know it. Now, listen, Suki, you ain't going to tell me you ain't ever turned that camera on at home just for your own personal viewing, huh? Oh, yeah, I've, I've, I've done a few things uh, for myself. Yeah. Damn, <laughs> I knew it, y'all. Yeah. yeah, here and there, you know, when, especially when you had a good workout, you know, everything is nice and pumped, whether Ooh. it be the chest or the legs. Yeah, sometimes you have to pull out the good old camera and record a little something. And besides, you need a gym, that's when you're the most horny. So I'm about, I'm, I'm, I'm about to tap into that iCloud, y'all. I'm about to bring y'all a video. Okay? <laughs> Holy <laughs> Suki Unleashed. <laughs> nah. no, Not the okay. iCloud. Damn. <laughs> Do me this favor for everybody out there who may not yet. Let them know where they can find you at on all things social media. Absolutely. Um, My Instagram is... Uh, the Merman Yari, the underscore Merman underscore Yari. Uh, my Facebook is Jarius Lee, uh, and my Twitter is Merman Yari. You know, those are the only three that I do have. You know, I just, like I said, being an old soul, it's too many apps that are coming out. <laughs> and I can't Listen, y'all, I'm going to tell you all the honest truth. Don't, don't expect him. I know y'all going to be all in his DMs. Don't expect him to hit y'all back because he can't even answer a text message. Lord knows it takes six days for a text message. No, no, we no. no. Talk about first, that. first and foremost, mm. please forgive me with that. Please forgive me with that. Like I said, I just got through, you know, trying to handle up on some family situations. My mother just had surgery on her sinuses. And, hey, you know, mother. Especially with her, you know, yeah, absolutely. You know, she's the matriarch. You know, she isn't uh, an RN, registered nurse. So it's hard to Come see. on, mother. Yeah, it's hard to see a woman who dedicated most of her life helping others needing help. Right. So, you know, like I said, that, that definitely is something that, you know, that is, that was definitely hard for me for the past uh, week and a half. But, yeah, like I said, you know, if my mama's spirit don't be in, then neither will mine. I know that's right. Shout out to the matriarch of the family, mother. Absolutely. Listen, I love you. Tamika. Thank you for being the cover model for a pill magazine. So, yeah, I got I to gotta ask you this, and then I'm done, y'all. I promise I ain't going to hold him up no more, y'all, because, you know, he got some shows to do tonight. Let's do this thing. How did it yeah. feel for you when you got that message saying, would you like to be the cover model for Ultimate Appeal Magazine? I lost my shit. <laughs> Just to be honest, I lost my shit. I never thought I would even grace any cover of any magazine you know, like I said, that is definitely surreal to not only, you know, participate in making it happen, but to actually see the final resort. Like I said, when I saw the picture of the sneak peek, I almost passed out. And I was like, you know, Lord, I need you to hold me because I'm about to hit the floor. So yeah. it, was, it was overwhelming. It was so amazing. It's overwhelming. So I just can't wait to um to get it, you know. Baby, when they flip through these pages and see Suki, oh Lee. yeah, oh, I had to, I had to warn the family. I said, y'all don't don't buy this damn magazine, y'all. Y'all gonna see some shit that y'all ain't gonna. Okay. Now Maybe. make a mistake. My mother has been to two of my performances. She has seen me performing all my my nakedness, so oh, my it ain't goodness. nothing new to her. Poor <laughs> oh, old mother, bless her. Yeah. <laughs> I told you all, the latest, the greatest, nothing about the exclusive, the man himself, the one that is the show stopper, 
Suki Lee. Suki, I thank you for taking the time to talk to us and bring us into your world for a moment. And I thank you for gracing the cover of Awesome Minute to a Magazine. And definitely keep us in mind when it comes to all things that you do because we support you forever and always. Absolutely. I mean, the, uh, first of all, a thousand thank yous. The honor is truly mine. And I'm just humbled for this opportunity to, for, getting, for people to truly get to know me as a person. You know, people only go for what they see on the outside looking in. And this is an opportunity for people to just truly get to know me in every spectrum. So thank you. Truly. Thank Definitely. you. Listen, Alternate Magazine readers and listeners, I'm Dominique Thorne. That's the man of the motherfucking cover. Suki Lee. Until yeah, next yeah. time, y'all stay tuned.